Have your weekend breakfast with Gooks and Shungu. Let's walk the talk. It's 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Time for us to talk parenting, which, do you know, often when I hear some of the things parents often manage to do, often have to do, I think that that deserves some kind of award. Um, and to speak to us this week about how to create excitement with the things we have around in the home, we're joined as always by human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Nikki, good morning. As always, it's good to have you on Weekend Breakfast. Thank you, Gugs, and good morning to our listeners. Yes, so um, it's school holidays, and that means the kids are at home. Parents may be thinking about how to limit screen time because they can be a lot of that, especially if you, as the parent, are working. And so we kind of need to be getting creative about keeping kids entertained and occupied. And how do you do that without, you know, the cost? Because sometimes that can be quite expensive. You can't always take them out for like a burger or to the movies, all of that costs money. So how do you do it with stuff you have in the house? Yeah, Googs, you you make a really important point. Our kids are very used to being entertained and uh, with paid entertainment. So it's a really good life skill to learn how to create fun out of nothing how to be resourceful within your own home because there's so much that you have around you that can turn into amazing fun. So I want to talk about a few things like paper clips this morning. So children actually are quite into retro. These are things that they don't think about themselves, but you as a parent may have done yourself as a child. So call out all of those paper clips that are sitting in the bottom of a drawer and show your children how to connect them and make a paper clip chain. And if you've got a few kids, they can sit opposite each other and they can be each making a paper chain and see who can make the longest paper chain, I mean, not paper chain, uh, a paper clip chain um, first. And it's actually amazing how this fascinates children because construction toys are really fascinating. And what we're doing here is we're literally turning the simple paper clip into a construction toy. So that is something that children, probably from about the age of six onwards, uh, would enjoy doing. And then, Googs, something that most homes have is a roll of masking tape. And the masking tape, of course, is usually used when you're painting a room (laughs) to stop you painting on the wrong part of the room. But get out that masking tape and here are a few fabulous ideas of what you can do with a good old roll of masking tape. All children have got a box of vehicles somewhere, little plastic cars, little matchbox cars. And what you can do down your passageway is you can actually lay out a track with masking tape on the floor. And they then have to drive their, push their little cars along the track that you create. So either you create a track for them or you can create a whole road system where it's not just a single track, but you have both sides of the road and you can use masking tape to create the demarcations down the middle of the road so you can have cars going up and cars going down. You can create parking bays. And let's not forget that children tend to have a lot of toys stashed away and you can combine what you've just created, this 
roadway on the floor with, say, their train set. So you have to drive to the station. And then when you get to the station, obviously you get on the train and then you play with the train set. So helping children to maximize what they have and give them a little bit of space to play. And it is the weekend after all, Gooks. So you could give them uh, a corner of the the family room or uh, the patio, for example, where they could get a few different toys out and mix and match them and really let their imaginations come out to play because you mentioned how to limit screen time. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy to default to a screen, isn't it? It just takes little energy and imagination, whereas what I'm talking about here of combining a bit of masking tape with a couple of different kinds of toys actually will stimulate their imagination because they'll be creating a whole world. Now, I've said you can create as a parent these roadways with the masking tape. I'm talking about, you know, if you have children between the ages of three and seven, you will do it for them. But from seven upwards, they can create this whole roadway by themselves. You just have to show them how, and then they will actually take flight and do it and have an absolute blast. And we've spoken before about the importance of letting kids kind of build a thing, break up, a, you know, break it apart, leave it, come back to it. And this idea of world building. And I just want you to touch on that idea again. Why is yes. that so important that kids are able to start a thing, you know, kind of change it, break it apart, build a new thing? Like, wh- why is this idea of world building so important? Mm. So I'm really impressed with your memory, Gogs, and I think it is something that parents don't understand. When children start on a creative activity, all the ideas don't come immediately. They actually need time to process. They need time to get into uh, building whatever it is, that world, as you say. And they, you know, they may spend half an hour doing something, and then you say, come, we've got to go to the shops now. Pack up, pack up. But they haven't even begun to explore their imagination yet. So what you need to do, and as I said, this is a weekend, you need to say to them, right, here's your corner of the family room. You can have this corner for the whole weekend. And when we come back from the shops, you can go back and play again. And you don't have to pack up until 5 o'clock on Sunday evening. And so they can keep revisiting their constructions and the world they're creating, adding to it, taking away, changing, because this is a work in progress. And so often we cut our children's playtime short before they've even got into the core of an idea. And so we really need to honor the fact that play is a process. It's not just, right, quickly, here's 15 minutes, play, go, pack up, and, and forget about it. We actually do want them to really get into it in a deep way. And so what happens if, for instance, there is a bit of a, a limit on time? For whatever reason, there's school, there's maybe the space, there isn't a lot of space, and so you can't kind of leave that the world-building process for, you know, maybe until tomorrow for a few days, how do you still allow your kids the space and the freedom to build? But then you say, you know, because of, you know, how, how little space we have or because we're going to need this room, you'll have to be done by, you know, this amount of time. 
How do you allow world building, but with limits on space and I guess time, which many parents do have? So I think we can also make the play space bigger or smaller. If you can't give them the, well, remember the masking tape down, say, for example, the passage to the bedroom, that can stay there. They just have to pack up the toys. They can get the toys out again tomorrow morning and play on that track again. So that's the beauty of the masking tape track is you can leave that down for a while. It's just the actual vehicles that you have to pack away. But um, you could make a smaller play space, say, for example, on the kitchen counter. There's a lot you can do in a contained space like the kitchen counter. So let's think of sort of arts and crafts here for a moment because those, they can also start and come back to you again. And I want to mention something like macaroni art, pasta art, where you know everybody has pasta in the in the pantry, and you need to get that um, those, you know those bottles of, of of wood or paper glue, and your kids can get a piece of paper and create pictures. Just go onto Pinterest and go and see how many amazing creative activities there are with macaroni. It's a cheap and versatile craft supply, and um, and they can literally create worlds on a piece of paper um, with pieces of macaroni and you can get those pasta bows, those I think they're called fafala um, and you can use the little macaroni tubes, the rounded ones, the straight ones, they all have different designs on them and they're really fun to play with and once the glue has dried then your kids can paint um, their creation and then other things you can do with pasta. If your kids enjoy Fruit Loops for breakfast you can use a piece of spaghetti, a long piece of spaghetti, and they can thread Fruit Loops onto spaghetti. And that means that they're practicing using their fine motor coordination, the fine motor skills in the hands and the fingers, which is the precursor to good writing skills. And then um, they can make necklaces, so you can give them um, a lace or a piece of string, and they can literally thread pieces of macaroni to create a necklace. So once again, we are actually teaching our kids some skills, how to be resourceful with different things. So it doesn't have to be a boxed game. You don't have to be the most well-resourced family with you know huge bookcases and huge toy boxes. You really can create fun out of nothing with things that you have in your pantry. And, um, you know, I mean, you were also mentioning like spaghetti, but also Rice Krispies are one of the things you can use. (laughs) Wouldn't that get very, very messy? Well, you know, once again, it's not something you give your kids to play with, especially if they're small, if they're Mm -hmm. little. Otherwise, they will go everywhere. But Rice Krispies, of course, can be eaten, but they're very textured. So this is an activity that I would do. Um, I would give, I would create a big... um, bowl of Rice Krispies, like a big bowl, a mixing bowl. And in the mixing bowl, I would chuck in a box of Smarties. And I would mix that all together and then get your child, and this could be a child from four up to about eight, to then stick both their hands in this big bowl of Rice Krispies. And they have to feel for the smooth Smarties. So we've got the roughness of the Rice Krispies and the smoothness of the Smarties, and as they find the Smarties, they've got to put them in a bowl, a separate bowl. And then 
what you can do with the, the leftover Rice Krispies now, because your children have had their hands all over them. Now your children need to eat them. So now, go if you go onto um, Parenting Matters, my Facebook page, you'll find the links for the cooking activities. They can create those Rice Krispie nests with a bit of chocolate, uh, thrown into some Rice Krispies. You can then shape the Rice Krispies into, say, a little nest, and I'm sure they've got leftover um, Easter eggs right now, and you can make nests for their little Easter eggs, and then they can eat them because there's nothing nicer than Rice Krispies and chocolate. Or one up on that is to go and create the Rice Krispie Marshmallow Bars, where you literally are going to melt your Rice Krispies and your butter so your, your marshmallows and your butter, and then you're going to stir in your Rice Krispies and make these bars. And you can shape them into lovely lollipops. Uh, you can dip the ends into chocolate, and then you can stick the Smarties on as your decoration. Or you can put the Smarties into those Rice Krispie nests if you don't have any leftover Easter eggs. So look how resourceful we've been with very few items today, how creative we've been. And we've had a sensory experience uh, with uh, the Rice Krispies and putting your hands inside the bowl to find those Smarties. And we have then done some baking. So look how much time we've actually utilized. And this could be, you know, 20 minutes of Rice Krispie fun and 20 minutes of baking fun. And guess what, Gook? Through all of this, you as a parent are going to position yourself as a hero in your child's life story. And the interesting thing is that if you play well with your children for 15 to 20 minutes, they will then happily go away and leave you alone and play by themselves for another 20 minutes because you filled their emotional cup. And so how do you deal with, and I mean, I'm quite guilty of this, and I think a lot of it has to do with how much uh, screen time I have. What happens if your child can't kind of sustain the attention? So they'll get started, um, kind of be interested in the task for about maybe five minutes, 10 minutes if you're lucky. And then after that, it's kind of, oh, mom or dad, I'm feeling a bit bored. How do you kind of re-engage them and go you know, kind of stick with the task? How do you kind of, and I think for all of us, like, how do you rebuild attention? Well, I think so much of the attention is determined by your level of attention in the moment with your children. If you're fully engaged in the task with your children, they tend to stay the course because you are still the brightest crayon in the box. The ultimate gift for your children is your time and your attention. If you settle them with an activity and then go and do something else, sure, they are going to, in five minutes, walk away from that activity because it takes less time and less energy and effort to engage with a screen than it does with a real life activity. So you, as the parent, are the key. So I'm not saying you have to play with your children for three hours at a time, but can you put aside 20 minutes? to engage with your child, do the activity with your child. And the active word here is with and together. And get to the end of the task so that you can celebrate it, so that you can enjoy the fruits of the labor. And you can always use a timer, because this is one last tip. A timer is a good idea, either a big sand timer 
or you can put a cell phone timer on and they need to engage with an activity until the timer goes off and then they can have 15 minutes of screen time until the timer goes off and then they come back and they do something else. Mm -hmm. So that is also a good guide, a sensory guide, because they hear it and it is a signal that it's time to switch activities. Nikki, always a pleasure having you on the show. And as you said, there are more ideas on your Parenting Matters group? Yes, on Facebook, Parenting Matters. And otherwise, you can just Google Nikki Bush Cooking Activities, Nikki Bush Science Activities, and Nikki Bush Craft Activities, and they will all come up on the internet. That's human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. As always, Nikki, thank you for joining us on the show. Great, Gok. Thank you. That takes us to 28 minutes before 9 o'clock. As mentioned, I asked earlier, maybe there's a question you'd like for us to touch on in our next motoring conversation um, with Warren Tucker, one of our other experts. If there's a parenting question that you have that you'd like for us to have a look at with Nikki, we'd love to hear it. You can send us an SMS on 31702. Or send us a WhatsApp uh, message or a voice note with the topic or the question you'd like for us to have a look at. You can send that through on 0727021702.